Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. It is Thursday, September 17th, 2020. Our quote of the day, remember, teamwork begins by building trust. And the only way to do that is to overcome our need for invulnerability. 
And that is from Patrick Lencioni. I like that. Ooh, vulnerability. We still got to get Brene Brown. She's my goal on this show. Jeff, you got to make that happen, Jeff. It's very serendipitous. I re-reached out to her last week. We have Shauna Nyquist on in a couple weeks, who's like Brene's super buddy. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we got Glennon, Shauna, we have Anne Lamott booked for this spring. This is like the click. I love That's it. That's going to pull Brene in. So. Why does Jeff sound so muffled? He sounds like he's like in a muffled... Jeff, like, are you muffled? Is that better? Check, check. A little, but you sound like... Hey, Maria, this is what I sound like right now. Here, let me get a little closer. Jeff coming Maybe. in. <laughs> Jeff to base. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, check, check. There Jeff we go. There we go. Better? Okay, perfect. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, we're talking before the show, and then all of a sudden the show starts, and your mic doesn't sound good. Uh, sorry for that, guys. Thank you again for joining us. As always, today we're really excited to be featuring community activist and Pastor Bishop Omar to talk about how we can learn to see past divides in our own families, our friendships, our communities. He has been um, somebody who's been on my radar for a while because a friend keeps telling me, you need Bishop Omar, he's amazing. And he's so cool because he has um, been somebody who has negotiated peace between gangs. I mean, he negotiated peace between the Crips and the Bloods. I mean, listen, if you can do that, he could be the solution to all of our problems in this country. Because if you can negotiate peace between the Crips and the Bloods. You can do anything. Did I get that right? Yeah, the yeah. And the he also the other crazy one is a gang of neo Nazis. He had to negotiate. He's like, he's like America's dad slash mediator. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. So every time I'm always like, oh, he's gonna fix everything. It might be Bishop Omar. So this is gonna be a really <laughs> great conversation. And I hope, uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. In the meantime, thank you for joining us here. If you haven't clicked subscribe on YouTube, if you're watching there please click subscribe. Um, You'll get notifications. You won't miss an episode. And then we also launched our new Instagram at Better Together with Maria. Please join us. And uh, it's cool because we have like a hub now for everything. At the same time, we are building out MariaMenunos.com with all of our Better Together stuff. So Kelsey's on that project. Um, And uh, also Patreon. If you haven't joined us at Patreon, please do. We're going to be migrating over there uh, fully. Um, so you don't want to miss out. Join us at any level, obviously. I know it's it's tough these days, um, so whatever you can do. But I will say we are trying to add as much value as we can in those um, in those memberships, especially with our new workshops. So we're adding these incredible healing workshops. We just did one with Saad de Simone um, last week that was just incredible. Like I said, Kevin had to watch it twice because he loved it so much and he got so much takeaway. And Kevin's my biggest critic and my toughest like judge. So um, we're going to be doing a lot more with our guests. And what's great is you get the chance to interact with these incredible guests. So not only are we bringing you to them, um, bringing them to you on the main show, but on the Patreon, you have a chance to actually interact with them. So I hope and I'll say guys... quickly, the chance to interact with you, Maria. It's really fun for our patrons to get to meet you. And you had mm-hmm. just as much fun meeting them last week as they did meeting you. So it's really that $10 tier is where the, the true Patreon experience starts. We see you. We love our $5 listeners. But as we move toward these workshops, I think that $10 tier is where the, where the ticket's at. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Me too. But I did. I had so much fun meeting everybody. Um, and we're going to be doing an episode coming up on uh, my new clean beauty mm-hmm. um, quest. And and it's interesting because Kelsey's had such an impact on me being here with her. 
um, it's also it's funny like you can immerse yourself with the right person or the wrong person <laughs> luckily I have the right person oh. next to me so I've learned all of her clean organic green things yes. and so um, one of the things I realized that I wanted to share with you guys today was uh, tanning products mm-hmm. so as you know, I have a brain tumor. <laughs> and so I used to use, well, yeah, I used to use this product called Quick Tan. And I hope I don't get in trouble for this. But anyway, um, Quick Tan was my obsession. It was amazing. And um, what's crazy is I have, I realized the other day, we maybe it was a week ago, I went for a hike in the neighborhood and it was like 88% humidity and I had spray tan before. I didn't know what it was like outside. I was sick the rest of the day. My head was in so much pain and I started to realize because I kept getting messages like this stuff isn't good for you. This stuff isn't good for you, but I wasn't listening. And then I realized, oh my, I think it's the spray tan stuff I use. Then I talked to Kevin. He goes, well, don't you remember when you spray tanned your dad? So when my dad went bald, you guys, Mm. I was like, dad, we need to tan you. So I spray tanned him and he literally was so ill. We almost had to take him to the hospital. He was throwing up. He had horrible migraines. Like he was suffering. And so Kevin then says, you know, I have to be really careful with tanning products. So I started looking this up. And it says that um, there was an article, and Kels, when we do these, you got to pull where we got the article from mm. so that people know where we're getting our information. Copy but that. I Googled it, and it says that looking tan can be a real headache for migraine sufferers. So I feel like I have an extra sensitivity yeah. because of this tumor. But when you think about it, my dad doesn't have one, and Kevin doesn't have one. So... I will let you be the judge. However, I realize that we put so many things in in our bodies and out of our bodies, and we all run so hard. We don't know what these do to us. We don't know what they, how they react in our bodies. So, of course, we all love spray tans because we try to use that as an alternative to tanning beds and, of course, the sun. But when you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. Tanning lotion is generally not a problem for most people. That's what it says here. However, those suffering from migraines, it can be a totally different experience. Very often, in less than 24 hours of use, these products can can produce extreme headaches for migraineurs. So these headaches generally start several hours after applying the lotion, and um, many people who suffer from migraines maybe don't make the connection between the two events. Hello, like me, but this is what I do, guys. Uh, our research discovered that some of these products, not our research, whoever wrote this article that Kelsey's going to find, 
Um, Jeff, help. You have I've the link. I sent you the it. link. Oh, Jeff. I've got it's a two live migraine defense, which is a product out of Oklahoma. So for you migraine sufferers, this is worth checking out. I'll put it in the resources. It's a, a drug company called Two Live, and they have a migraine defense supplement. And they wrote about this. And they wrote about this. Okay. So, so I'll throw it in the resources. So basically, they say the products contain a specific amino acid that we've identified as problematic for migraines called L tyrosine. Will you look up quick tan yeah. and look up ingredients yeah. and see if it has L-tyrosine? Um, so unfortunately, elevating tyrosine in the body results in migraines. So guys, regardless, I think it's important <laughs> for you to take a second look at how that stuff feels. So what I would do is I would put it on and then I would have as still of a couple of hours as you can and start to feel what's happening in your body. So I'm experimenting with different organic ones right now. Uh, Vita Liberata. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one I just ordered. Oh gosh, I ordered it I on it. It is... Sephora. What was it called? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Amazon. Kula? One. I think it's Kula. Kula. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the one that you liked Golden Star Beauty. Golden Star Beauty. I used that. Yeah. I did a second application, so I applied last mm. night, and then I waited, and then I applied again once my skin had dried, because I'm finding it doesn't darken me up enough, Yeah, and I got a pretty good pretty no, good little good. color. I'm so. a big fan. Anyway, we're going to try all these out, and I'm going to get back to you guys, but I have been implementing a lot more organic and clean stuff, so we're going to do a whole episode to share with you what we are doing. Um, in the meantime... Um, I have to tell you guys about my new obsession with Thrive Market, where you can get some of these green products and organic products. So you know I'm passionate about health and um, and wellness. And being here in Connecticut, I've told you before, has left me um, lacking some of my favorite healthy options, as uh, we're very limited here in Connecticut, at least where I live. So Thrive Market has made healthy living easy. I can get my favorite organic pantry staples, clean beauty products, supplements, non-toxic home goods at my fingertips. Click, click, click. One-stop shop. I don't have to brave Whole Foods, which is like an hour away um, during a pandemic even when Thrive Market can come right to my door. So why wouldn't you try it? Thrive Market features only the world's highest quality products. Right now, of course, um, I'm loving all of the things that I got in my box. I shared everything in my Instagram story so you could see when I actually got the box. Um, And with a small membership fee, you can get bulk prices on premium upscale items, guys. So it's 25 to 50% off retail. So it saves you an average of $30 per, per order. Plus, Thrive Market is really good at giving back based on its mission. So sponsoring a free membership for someone in need is what happens when you join. Fans of the show know how important it is to take your health seriously. And now you can do it on a budget with Thrive Market. So go to thrivemarket.com backslash better together to check it out by going through our landing page of course you help the show which we're super grateful for and first first timers will get a free gift with a value of up to 24 dollars. so eat healthy practice self-care by going to thrivemarket.com backslash better together you guys are going to love it like i said there is a membership fee but it is worth it so now you've got amazon that delivers all the other things you need like i ordered my my fruit picker we don't have a fruit picker here mm-hmm. and our peach tree is going crazy and i can like now crazy. go pick my fruit with the peach picker um nice. and i ordered my light bulbs i realized i'm like why am i going to drive all the way to home depot <laughs> that's an hour back and forth and then whatever time i'm spending in the store mm-hmm. so 
really online is where it's at. So I just click, 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 bought everything on Amazon, click, 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 buy everything I need on Thrive. And then what's left, guys? Nothing. I can go out into the garden and pick (laughs) some, like, tomatoes. The Thrive Selection 2 is just the best. Jeff, have you explored it at all yet? Yeah, it was, like, the greatest gift I could give Laura. (laughs) Um, It was so good. It's funny, sometimes we'll get nice promo stuff for the show. And the thing I love about it is I can just pass it along to my wife. Um, I will say, though, even for you male listeners, there's a ton of cool Thrive stuff. Some cool supplement options. If you're someone who, you know, maybe likes protein or is into fitness, as even as a guy, they have, you know, great healthy options. And some of those fitness supplements can be kind of weird and dangerous for your mm-hmm. body. But you know with Thrive, you're getting something safe and high quality. So I know. it's for everyone. That's what I love about it is you know they've done the work to help you yeah. find the best. Like, we use um, a bone broth collagen mm-hmm. protein powder. Yeah. It's, it's protein, right? I'm yeah. not crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, in our smoothies every morning. And so, have you noticed, guys? Are we glowing? Are we glowing? Are we glowing? I was just going to say, you look very like bone broth collagen this morning. It's great. And super tan, right? <laughs> yeah, both. <laughs> all the things. All the things. All the great things. Well, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm when I'm passionate about something, I'm passionate about something. And so I really yeah. think uh, I think it can make your life so much easier and you know Kelsey watches me every day I'm always trying to teach her all the shortcuts and making life easier I've been writing about this stuff in my books for the last decade Mm -hmm. um make the hard stuff go fast and easy so you can get to the good shit like the stuff you really want to do like you want to work on yourself you want to do your me journal you want to do your you know meditations like why are we going to waste our time going into all these places Mm -hmm. when you can just click 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 and it's done and then it's at your doorstep and all you have to do is open the package <laughs> yep. and you know it's good exactly. and you know it's good all right let's get to our interview i'm so excited bishop omar jawar is the voice of dallas's urban communities and a community leader committed to social change for eradicating senseless violence he's the ceo and founder of urban specialists an internationally renowned community leader and advocate and pastor of the kwar church He's here today to help us unpack this historic moment. We're going to learn some negotiation tips from him because, like I said, if he has negotiated peace between the Crips and the Bloods, I think he can do anything. Um, So, (laughs) Bishop Omar, we have a big agenda for you today. (laughs) (laughs) It is a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for allowing me on and thank you for your work, what you're doing. I've studied and listen at you. So thank you. I appreciate this platform. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm so excited to to speak with you today and to learn. And, um, you know, I was I was introing you to everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And so you have an interesting career as a bishop and you are practicing in a church. I don't know what the denomination officially is. Is it non-denomination? It's a Maria denomination. Okay, perfect. That's what I thought. I was just making sure. But then everyone is having you come in and negotiate peace in all of these different, whether it's a neo-Nazi gang or, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. Did you, did you know where this was all going or did it just all unfold naturally? Well, honestly, it was passionate initially, a passionate, I was passionate about stopping the idea of violence being the language of urban communities. That's really what was driving me. So so many young people that I loved uh, were dying unnecessarily. And I knew that they were more than the sum of that mistake. So 
it was passion driven initially. And then I started seeing the systemic damage that was being done to individuals who had great ideas, but had little choices in their mind. And so the goal was to figure out how to create a social compact internally. We call it getting them to zero. That means taking a person who is environmentally struggling with this idea of, I want to be this and I can't, you know, all of those things. And so we put push them to zero where they can actually look at their life and make a real choice. So that was such a um, powerful initiative uh, because it was dealing with those who most had given up on completely. They were gang leaders, they were violent uh, perpetrators. So you would say those are the problem. And I was saying that they are, they could be our solution. And I wasn't saying it being very uh, snarky. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I felt the same way. And every time I'm in the presence of those kinds of individuals, I feel that. I feel their power and their passion. And so I would tell them, your characteristic has a market advantage, but can I help shape your character so that you can be your best version of you? And that's what it is. Oh, my God. Wow. You know, it's it's interesting because... You know, when you see um, when you see people who have, you know, gone down in maybe a criminal path, they're very, <laughs> they're very smart. Like they, I, yeah. my husband always will say, if they just took that and put it into something else, mm -hmm. they would be successful. And so mm -hmm. it sounds like that's kind of what you're saying is you have a value. Everyone has a value. We know that you have right. a value. You're just not exploring other ways to express it. That's exactly right, Maria. That is, your husband is spot on. That these guys are not, most are not incorrigible. You know, we, we have this photograph again, and the negative nine, that's like a Charles Manson, a Jeffrey Dahmer, those who have went beyond the social compact of civility, and they are now psychopaths, or they have some mental things. That's very rare, but most folks are saying, I am a survivalist. And so as a survivalist, I have the right to suspend the rules. And so the rules of civility don't count when I'm trying to make it. You know, if you were trying to feed your children, what would you do if I was? So you limit your choice mechanisms to what helps me survive. And if I can unleash a different part of your tenacity and say, not only are you not a survivalist, you are a thriving human spirit that needs a pathway. And if I can show you the pathway, would you give me a chance? You know, I never forget. I had a meeting with um, with about forty five blood gang members at a pool hall, and I asked them. I said, "I'm going to do a diagnosis, anecdotal diagnosis." I said, "How many of you guys have baby mama trouble?" And all of them raised their hand. I said, "How many y'all are broke right now? You don't have no money." They raised their hands. How many y'all involved with come? So I just said all of these things, and I said, "As an anecdotal diagnostician, I'm going to say what you're doing ain't working." So can you give me a shot? You know, <laughs> I may I may not make your world better, but I bet I can do better than where you are. And out of those about forty five, about forty two of them said, "Man, I'm with you." You know, okay, let's let's just try this now, again. Like I said, I could be absolutely wrong, but there are people. I told them there are folks who study you like you Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster, or you, <laughs> you know, and they getting. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do: snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Pay millions of dollars studying you or arresting you or teaching you. And the only person who doesn't value you is you because you don't understand your intrinsic value. If I show you this, what could you do other than being a representative of something that you think you have to hold on to? But you're going, but it's called mutual vulnerability. We both have to be vulnerable because I was in their world and I was asking them to come to my world and let me be a tour guide of possibility as opposed to a, uh, you know, your, your, your savior or your God. I'm going to be a tour guide, and you may have to save me, but let's, let's walk in this together. So it's very powerful, and those kinds of things I've seen over and over and over again. So it lets me know that transformation is real, that, that, that there's very little that we cannot do once we agree. Um, so I'm driven by that. Wow. So how do you get someone out of survivalist mentality? Yeah, that's a very um, deep question. Uh, And I hear that often. And I think you have to explain the value that they have beyond the moment that they're in. See, so I have to define the value beyond the moment. So we normally, I have this box that I do and I put in that box you. And then around the box, I say, what do you love? What do you hate? What do you fear? What do you need? That's the real you. And most of them are connected to family members, children, other things. That's what they love. And so we ask them, if you were going to fight for one thing, not just your personal survival, what would it be? And it's normally those things or those people that I love. Well, can you give, can you give them a shot to truly see your best side or experience something beyond your moment? And most of them are afraid that the moment is too big and that the choices are too small. So that's that's what they think. And so you gotta and so what we call it, we have this methodology we call three I, but we gotta be very intrusive. And you know, like I said, I'm a pastor, so my analogies are, are scriptural. Jesus was in a place and there was a girl that was they said she had died. Jesus said, No, she's sleeping. The people around the room laughed at Jesus. He said, get out of the room. He got very close to that girl and she began to breathe. So I tell them, you gotta be very up. You can't do drive-by analysis. You gotta be very up close to these individuals so I can show them the power of this one choice that they may be overlooking. So in their minds, man, the system don't like me. Uh, you know, the police, you know, they just looking. And so I gotta get them very close. And I say, you see this, there's a choice right here a choice for you to be civil right here, like this moment. Can you make that choice? Yeah, okay, that's one choice. Okay, so you're going. So when you start looking in, intrusively, you can see those choices, and so you don't just get sucked in the pantheon 
of the environment. You have to be very intentional and intrusive. I know that's a long way around it, but that's how that's how close you have to get to a person when you are helping them make those life choices. And then after a while, it becomes their own character, their own decision making. They start saying it, and so then they're starting to compare notes. And that's how you move them through that pathway. That's what I mean, taking them from negative four to zero. And at zero, you can actually look around the board and say, what choices do I really want to make? What do I want to be? What's my career choices? What am I good at? What are my gifts? What are my talents? Who is my support group? You can start going to that tra- that trajectory, and it takes you somewhere else. And then, before you know it, you'll see someone who started off as a gang leader, and then they're a business leader, or then they're a peace guy. It's just, that's how you have to do it, but it has to be intentional. Yeah, choices are so important. I end my show with be a nice person, make good choices. Yes, yes, and you are right. Choices (laughs) are so important, but what it sounds like you're building off of, like you help them get to choice number one, they see Mm -hmm. it, and then you're building Mm -hmm. off of that. How do you, do you find that you get resistance? Because it sounds like when you when you, the way you're approaching it, but I'm just your tour guide, maybe their defenses go down, but when you have someone who is so stubborn and they see the world through their, you know, very narrow glasses, their narrow view of the world is against me, it's me or them, how mm-hmm. how do you get them to listen to you? You know, because there's a defensiveness that comes where it's like, my life's fine. And you're like, well... <laughs> Really, it's not. It could be better. <laughs> how do you how do you get that through? Well, see, we we say that there are always impact impressions. That means something that happens that shocks you, that shakes you. A friend that you love dies. A person that you're counting on lets you down. You enter into a criminal justice system that's not necessarily just. You find life lands a question blow on you, and so now you are trying to find your responses. So when yeah, because we get that resistance a lot, you know, man, I'm good, you know, and that's that that's very, you know, that's very surface when we each, you know, the ability you have to figure out how to go a level deeper and you'll get into some uh, real traction. And, and that takes some time, takes some trust. But here's what it takes, Maria, more than anything. Um, the goal is bigger than the role. So I'm not driven by my ego for them to agree with me. My goal is for them to agree that they deserve to be truly citizens and, and, and at the highest level of capability, not the lowest common denominator. So I got to push past that initial brush off. And um, that there is a question that we are all trying to answer that's real, and that's why am I here? See, so when you are asking those big questions all the time, you don't get you, you you tend not to get bogged down into the little things that keeps you confused surface level confused so i keep the conversations in that vein and that's difficult because it's intentional because i can easily go to i'm tired of them i can easily get into the minutiae of the day to day and in their mind that's what i'm really dealing with i'm saying no man it's connected to something bigger and mm. so at some point they're gonna say to me, Well, tell me what's bigger than you, brother. I mean, you keep on talking, okay, tell. And that's why I want them. I want them either frustrated as long as they are alive. They don't have to be in agreement. I just want you to be alive enough to where you're arguing with me, where you're battling back. It don't matter. As long as you live and you breathe and you got a chance, because I know that's gonna be a breakthrough moment. And that's normally how it happens. Wow. Is there a difference for you between 
um, coaching leaders and followers. Like often you can you can spot, okay, these are just followers. I think the followers are maybe easier to reach, but the leaders, um, do you see a difference in that? Yes, 98% of a group follows, 2% leads. I operate with the leaders. So yeah, that's exactly right. My My role, I mean, you know, my role has been to deal with what we call OGs or guys, and they're not gender specific, individuals who control environments or people or territory, uh, prisons, um, because they have a different value add. And normally in leadership, even if you're a negative leader, you understand sacrificial ideas to support the group that you represent. Um, you know, and then you have some leaders who are treacherous and evil, and you gotta, you gotta be able to call out those things in a way that they understand that you're calling out the behavior and not calling out the person. But bottom line is, yeah, with leadership, you ask them, like when I was in the prisons working, I would say, is the goal for them to go home or to stay with you? What's your role? Because you're the leader. Tell me what, tell me what we're doing. And, of course, inev- you know, inevitably most would say, I want them to go home. And so I said, well, I, you, the, the pathway will, that you're leading them on will keep them stuck. And after a while, they begin to understand that leadership is a dynamic idea that's self-sacrificial, that's about, you know, not imputing your ideas and, and, and making them submit, but it's making them grow. And growth sometimes is scary because leaders will see someone growing and they may grow past them. So they say, well, help me to grow better. Let me, okay, so tell because we had this code of conduct, all these things that we would go into to help them prepare for leadership. You know, and then I would have this leadership council of guys who ran the gangs in the prisons. And I would meet with them once a week to talk about what are we doing to advance civility? Not how your gang doing, you know, it's how your individual's doing. And so we would take off some of those monikers and, and allow them to be true citizens. And I'm saying to them that your leadership is transferable also. It's not just, uh, uh, you know, just for this little moment or this prison. You can be a leader in any in any facet. Do you want me to keep going? They would say, yeah, okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. Let me show you how you can be a leader in industry. You want me to keep going? Yeah, okay, let me show you how you can be a leader spiritually family you know how far you want to go because it's exponential and it's infinite just keep going and where you stop is when you you have no more breath so it gets them on a trajectory of where they stand right and the only thing they have to figure out is how i can stay in that zone even in an environment that kind of pushes me away from that ideology which is like prisons or whatever uh and so that's the goal so you got to create the resiliency inside so they can keep bouncing back keep believing that's what we do I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. 
Wow. You mentioned something earlier, um, and I'm going to paraphrase it now, about environmental, like what you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to act act like. So what hit me in that moment was that's a universal problem. Right. Right. Whether you're in a gang or you're me or Kelsey or Jeff, society is very um, heavy handed in Mm. its uh, in its approach with that. It it really tries to push us to be something other than ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting commonality because, you know, you people always say my dad always used to say, Maria, you know, you, you know, you are who your friends are. And, um, and, and you hear that a lot, but it's interesting when you break it down a little deeper, it's that common thread, whether you're in that kind of environment where people are telling you, if someone hurts you, you have to hurt them back. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of a similar thing and I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. You know, Maria, that, that, the, the force that continues to make us replicas and tries to take our originality, our uniqueness away, is what makes everyone, you know, feel safe. I'm safer with with you being exactly what I think you are, and no surprises. That's just okay. Okay, you are a whatever. And then there are others who have been so close to you that they uh, they have a picture in their mind of who you are, and they say you can't change that picture. You better not change the picture. We are comfortable with you being that, so stay that. And that's what that's what causes a person to kind of uh, battle. So yeah, that's that's a common internal struggle. And, and I'm gonna show you something. The um, the way you the way you move beyond that and accept your originality is to embrace the the vulnerable possibilities that exist beyond your scope. And you have to walk in that place with a certain amount of confidence that if I fall, I got the ability to get up. If I'm wrong, I got the ability to change my mind. I'm not stuck in this one era or this one idea. And and but but you don't find too many people who are who who are on that kind of road and that they are comfortable being that that you know, that open. But these individuals that I deal with, because they have found some of the hardest failures in their life to be springboards, they kind of, they are more open to the idea of change. They just don't know if, if the, the roads and the roles that they've been playing are conducive to the change that they're feeling. And so my role is to keep conditioning that change agent to believe in change beyond the now, beyond this moment. And it's it's interesting because it changes you too. I mean, you know, because when you are up close, we are all we are both examining. So they're examining me. You know, um, it's very it's very different. Where did you learn to negotiate? <laughs> I'm the youngest of my older brothers, <laughs> and I couldn't beat them up. <laughs> I couldn't beat them up, so I had to negotiate for the toys and for the food. And for the... <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, you know, got too many, too many times, and I'm saying, if I could just get that, but you know, um, instinctively, you know, and then my 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 father, and my mother, you know, I grew up in the neighborhood at like most urban 
youth and you know a lot of my family members was in the worlds that i'm trying to correct so i understood it but i think what i saw uh in church and in and, and, um in in family gatherings that a person is so complicated that we cannot see them in the simplistic terms that most of us say he's a drunk i said no but he's fun that he's fun when he's drunk. Well, okay, well he's a drunk and he's fun. <laughs> so you could see so many layers and I and I and I and my and I was so inquisitive. Um so my my mind was always running towards they are not the the mistakes or even the the brilliance. They are complicated because I saw my my own uh frailties. And so I was put into an environment um in the prisons, I volunteered to go into the prisons um, to because I saw that the gang phenomenon had reached a fiery pitch in the 90s. And I saw that most of the leadership was inside of the prisons. And I just could not fundamentally believe that that is how we were supposed to have our legacy, especially in the uh, African-American and Latino communities, that our legacy should not be we are violent and we are um, underutilizing our ability to lead. That was not true to me. But, so you got to go where the issues are. And so I was not big, I was not forceful, and I was not intimidating. So I had to use the power of persuasion. It was a guy who had a thousand years in prison. He was like an uncle to me, his name was Harold Hill. He told me the strong may rule the weak, but the wise rule them all. So work on your wisdom, not your strength, so that you can help lead those who feel unempowered. Um, and so it was words like that that kept me. And there were some guys who trained me when I was very young, 15, 16. They would take me house to house, and I would knock on doors talking to parents about their children being vulnerable to gangs. And I'm I'm the children's age, but the children are looking like, wait a minute, man, how could you be talking about this? So I was exposed very close. So it gave me uh, an instinct. And then my father was a very, who is still alive, was a very important part of my development. My father and my mother who taught me uh, empathy and taught me what the what the rule was, and that is find a way to love a person beyond their violation. So that's, that's what happened. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, find a way to love a person beyond their violation. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. So, I mean, do you feel like people today lack empathy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Marie, I think they lack, they are so, remember I was talking about the survivalist mode. They are so trying to make it. And then you have these tones and these words that come out vitriolic and passionately against that you say, well, you know, the inverse. See, watch this. I tell I tell guys this. I say, in order to survive in the jungle, you must become more more human. But people make you believe you must become more animal. And it's not right because you cannot you cannot out animal an animal. You got to out human an animal. I I don't live in a jungle asking myself I'm gonna beat the lion at his own game. No, I'm gonna have to train the lion. I'm gonna have to train myself to go beyond. I have to go higher, not lower in my instincts. And that's what that's what I think people lose when they're trying to figure out how do we make. So the way I make it is to determine my sphere of influence and my range and I close in right there. And that keeps you safe, kind of, 
but it 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 captures you. You are capped in your ability to experience and and connect. So you got to open up, and that's scary to open up. But if you stay closed, you won't be safe. You would just be an easier station target for those who are predators in their in their sight. So you have to stay. You know, young people say like you got to stay woke. You have to mm-hmm. stay woke. You have to stay conscious. You have to stay believing. And I and, and you have to go forward even when the winds are asking you to turn around, let it go. You cannot do that. And that's why you have to find people. Like one of the things I tell these guys is only inspired people can inspire people. So you have to find inspirational ideas and individuals and tap in and say, let me borrow some from you. And you guys exchange. And that's how you get into this empathetic, voice and you understand it much clearer. So do you ever find it challenging as someone who is who has a lot of empathy? Like I get confused because we live in a time where everyone has such a strong view. Right? (laughs) And and it and I'm just watching everyone and they're just going like this and they're just smashing (laughs) up against everybody and I I I have empathy for everybody because Mm -hmm. I feel like I can understand where they're coming from. At least I don't, it's not my place necessarily to judge who's right, who's wrong, even though we know right from wrong, but like I I can get confused Mm -hmm. with my empathy. Do you ever get like that? Oh yeah. I mean, think about it. You know, I, you know, when we started, you talked to me about the neo-Nazi group. I mean, imagine I'm sitting in a meeting to negotiate and help them figure out how to get out of prison and blah, 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 survive in prison. And they start with their rhetoric. Like, their rhetoric is pretty tough, too. We hate blacks and we hate Jews and we hate gays, you know, and they're going in. And I'm sitting there, you know, like. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Waiting on my time, you know. And they look at me and they say, now, we're not talking about you, sir. We're talking about, you know, the other folks. I said, I understand. I said, go ahead, you know. <laughs> because I have to believe that the rhetoric is surface. See, so I'm saying this rhetoric is a spew out from what's been poured in or what's been a violation in their mind or what is a limited vocabulary intellectually, not just in words, but in their soul, in their spirit, in their minds. I think that you have some you have some frayed edges and I gotta help you time back up. And if afterwards you still are there, then I say that's who you have socialized to be, but it's that's very rare. Uh I remember a guy who said to me, I know it's not I'm not gonna say his name, but this guy he when he came into our group, he said, I hate blacks with a passion. 
if they died today, it would pleasure me. My family hates and he was just going. And so the group that he was in, the guys were getting enraged, and I said, "Calm down," uh, because I don't know your story. But he, the, the short of the story, long and short of it, you know, when he left a few years afterwards, he left. He wrote one of the most beautiful poems that I've ever seen, and it was published in the magazine about how he grew to understand that love is not based on past; it's based on where you are right now. And what I see, he said, what I see in the eyes of Mr. Omar is love. And I appreciate the love you shown to me when I went and it, I didn't deserve it. He broke me down. It was unbelievable. Same guy. So I, I see these times, you know, and I hear them, like you said, and they were rhetoric driven and they vitriol and, ah, you know, and we can't back up and get nervous about it. But what you got to do is someone has to be in the middle. I think that's you too. Someone has to be in the middle of that saying, let me direct the traffic and not let me be mad at the driver who may be driving irrationally. Let me direct them into a lane where they won't harm others. And then let's see if we can work on creating these very strategic ties. That's why we do what we do because it's, um, and that's difficult, man, because some people say, you're not holding them accountable or you're too empathetic or you are. I said, no, 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 no. I understand. I'm not confused. And my principles don't shift. But what I do is, I, I value, I value the human idea beyond my idea. So I can value a person being differentiated in their idea. See, one guy told me that um, uh, we don't uniformity is not the same as being unified. I don't believe that we all have to be in a uniformed. This is how we look at it. We, we can have great conversations that have different perspectives, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I find myself in roles a lot because so being a journalist for so many years, I'm, you know, politics is never something that I discuss um, because I'm always interviewing everybody and I want to be fair and I respect that role a lot. But what I find myself is I find myself in positions where I'm just giving the other side, whatever side is being presented. I'm always like, well, let's put ourselves in their shoes for a second. I think they form these opinions and these ideas because of these experiences. And then they'll look at me and their head will like cock to the side. I call it the poodle head cock because my poodle would always <laughs> go like this when I'd make a weird noise. <laughs> so I make my weird noise. I shock their system a little and they kind of go, huh, never thought about it like that. So I find, you know, that you get more results by not trying to overexert your opinions on somebody by by, by presenting a different thought or a scenario that they hadn't considered. Um, and I, I, I feel like that's a lot of what you're also doing is, is hearing them because what's happening right now in our world is no one's hearing each other. Everyone's just yelling at each other in every arena of whatever is going on. Right. Um, and it's, it's scary for, for someone like me where I feel like I, I love solving problems um, and it just seems so overwhelming. So when I thought of uh, you today, I was like, gosh, I think Bishop Omar is the solution to all of our problems. How do we get you out there even more? Sorry, we're going to make you work harder. <laughs> but, you know, we obviously have a massive problem in our country right mm-hmm. now. And it's it's really overwhelming because I feel like it's it's 
it's the deeper work that needs to be done. It's not just, okay, we're going to change a law. We're going to fix this. We're gonna... It's a deeper thing that has to be fixed in people. And mm-hmm. we need someone to take us on that tour. Yeah. Uh, Maria, thank you for saying that, but you are, uh, you're spot on. I mean, uh, I'm going to remember the, the, the poodle, Headcock. I'm gonna remember that. So that's gonna be that. That's that has become in my lexicon. Good, I know what you're talking about, man. I know that look. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I understand. You know, I uh, you know we've been doing this deal called Hill America and other stuff. Course correction, and I never forget. Um, I told my team. I said, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get the widows of police officers. We're gonna get um, the parents and siblings of guys who have been killed by police we're going to get those from the political left political right we're going to get business leaders cultural icons and we're going to put them in this conversation called course correction where we all are talking about how pain and ideas make us yeah make us feel it was uh it was powerful the highlight of that uh, and we did it on MLK Day. It was it was powerful. Wow. You know, Trayvon Martin's mother. You know, Deion Sanders. You know, uh, Ted Cruz, Scarface, John Carlos, uh, the widows from Baton Rouge, the widow Alton Sterling, the widows of. It was it was just it was unbelievable. But the highlight was when those widows of the police, the fallen police officers who were who were killed as a result of the. Um, the vitriolic tone of America about hurting police. When those women uh, who were on stage talked about their pain and Alton Sterling's widow talked about her pain and without practice, they each talked about what they did and it was so similar. They each go to the headstone and they talk to their husband. They each try to keep flowers lit, um, living so they can be reminded to keep living. It was just those moments. And they began to hug each hug each other on stage. And it was um it was it was stunning because everyone on that stage realized at that moment that when we are going through we all look the same. That this pain is absolutely mutual. That we are all in this. There is no them. It's just an us. And and we have to make this us so strong that we that we forget what the what the veneer of our um, outer shell is or our you know I'm a police I'm a black man uh, I'm Hispanic I'm a you know I'm a left guy I'm right you know, those things which become so easy to to separate us they pale in comparison when you're really dealing with the essence of humanity and who we are and so yeah um, that is what I want to do for my life is to say, how do we have a more perfect union, a real ideological shift from finding out what's wrong to figuring out what do we agree on and agree ruthlessly on it and become passionately connected to surviving and then thriving as a true blended family, which is difficult because we have our own cultural ideas and we don't, so so you cannot sweep across violations. You just can't stay in violations. Violation has to be met with solution, not just rhetoric and anger. And so then solutions have to have a platform by which they are launched and all of those things. And so, yeah, I mean, it is not uh, it's not complicated. It's just not easy because you got to stand in the middle of it. And I love what you said 
too. I agree with that. I, I so agree with that, that uh, when you, without emotion, give a person who is in violation the other side and you're trying to help them to grow, and it's true vulnerability because you're just offering it up, it becomes less intimidating when you're trying to proselytize from my point of view. Um, so it's not a... Yeah, that's not that. That's that's where we land now. We hold people accountable. We do all of that, but that's not so. So those things don't have to be juxtaposed. They can be right in the same congruent line if we do it the right way. Yeah, I feel like what you just said about all of the widows coming together. It's like at the end of the day, it's just valuing life. Mm -hmm. Either way. Mm -hmm. And so we don't, we shouldn't have to get to that place where we've lost to connect. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all uh, connected. I'm... I mean, we talk about energy on this show almost every day. We are all interconnected, but as we shut off certain parts, we realize if you're, if you're paying attention, like there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you something. This, this is going to, I don't know if you know this. So if it's too painful, I will not going further with it, but I'm telling you something. I'm going to tell you, it was interesting when I, um, when we were connected to come on here, and I and I said, I know her, I know, and I was trying, and I know, you know, I know your work, but I was saying, no, no. And I'm going to tell you, um, talking about connection and energy, um, I remember, like, Deion Sanders is one of my, he's my best friend, my close friend, Tracy Edmonds is his uh, oh, yeah. fiance. And I remember you, I remember Tracy calling me, saying to me years ago, she was facing a health challenge and she was shaking up. And I said, "Let me, we're gonna pray." You don't even notice. We, we this was years ago. We were praying, um, and I was telling her, you know, and she was talking about energy, you know. And Tracy was just talking about energy, and you know, you know, I'm just, you know, it was trying to make sure we get through this. And uh, and she said, she's such a good person and it and it's bothering me. This was years ago, man. Uh I never knew I was gonna we, we would be talking. But just so you know, and that was that was man, that was some years ago. Uh because it was at a point where her mother was going through health challenges and this and then and then a couple of years later I went through a health crisis. Um and folks that I know see, so you never know in life how these things shift and you become a part of this circle of folks who have had to walk through that tunnel of, I don't know what this, I don't know where, where this is going. Cause I never forget when the doctor said to me, um, uh, we, they said you have colon cancer, right? And it, and it really, and this really has been coming, this has resurfaced in my mind after Chadwick, uh, mm. death. I'm gonna tell you, I would, I'll never forget the doctor said to my family, because um, we asked, is this, is this treatable? Are we gonna make it, is this gonna be okay? The doctor looked at me and my son and my wife and my um, parents and said, if you guys know God, you should be praying right now, because we don't know. We have no no knowledge. Now, went through the portal, you know, told the thing, things went well, no issues, you know, blah, 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 we, you, you come back. See, that creates, now, you know, now my life work has been this empathetic, blah, blah, blah. Well, that opened up a whole nother portal of empathy. 
that says, I know how it feels when you don't know. Mm-hmm. And when you have to walk in that thing and you got to come back and it makes you most sensitive to people who are vitriolic and you saying, bruh, it is really not that important. Those things that we count when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. you have no, not, you know, it's just, you never know uh, where, where you are in this pantheon. You know, it gets, you get in that moment and it's just, it, and it's an amazing um, journey, but it makes you value it much different. Uh, much different, you know. I, when I did this work, uh, my daughter, uh, when I was I did this work about 10, 10, 11 years ago, my daughter was missing for thirty days. Uh, my daughter, who I love, not an estranged daughter, not kinda. This is my baby. This is the wow. one. She's missing for thirty days because she she ran away. She felt like, as you know, I'm a disappointment. You know all the things that teenagers go through, and so every day I was up helping other kids and helping gang leaders and helping, and I had to go home and recognize the pain. So I tell people I had to walk through as a client, not just as a practitioner. Now, you know, things worked out, dot, dot, dot. But again, when you go through certain portals, it really lessens the arrogance and the lack of empathy because you start realizing you never know how this thing is going to play out. And so the goal is to be super woke, super conscious, and specific about what you're trying to do so that when those challenges come, you have some sense of of belief that if I woke up today, then today is a day I can actually achieve something more than than, than my um, past has given me credit for. So I know I went on to ramble on that, but I just want to let you know, when you said connection, I really believe in that, like true yep. connection, because you don't know, you never know. And it's just, it's so amazing how it all kind of just ties itself together. And then you end up on a journey that's that's amazing. So true. Well, uh, I love Tracy. I love Dion, of course, and Kristen Prouty, who connected us. And Bishop Omar, I wish I could talk to you for another 20 hours. We are going to have to do another session with you. Um, I'm so grateful for the work you're doing. If I can ever be helpful, um, call on me. I'll be there. Um, ooh, I'm so emotional. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. It's ooh. okay overwhelming (laughs) wow I don't know where that just came from but I want to be helpful so if you need me call me sorry (laughs) (laughs) well there we go that's never happened Uh, alright alright well I have to, uh, unfortunately, go because I have to go talk about movies right now on a live Zoom. <laughs> what an interesting juxtaposition. <laughs> Listen, from you're, stuff you're, that you're, matters to stuff that doesn't. <laughs> no, I get it, man. You just know that your light shines through. I really mean that. Thank you. I mean it, man. You are, I can feel it. I feel it. I mean, I feel like doing what you're doing. I'm just, you know, I got to work with gang members so if they ever see this podcast, you know, see, man, you crying there, so I got to keep my <laughs> keep my composure. But when I hit in, I promise you, I feel the same way because I feel a connection. I understand. I understand. I love what you're doing. 
thank you. And just you saying, can you help? You all helping. Just shining this light. Love, I love uh, Kristen too, you know, and Tracy and all oh, of them. Yeah. All of us are family. We just in this spot. And so thank you. Thank you. I really mean it. And this is the beginning. This is not the last show. This is just a, the first conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I love people. So it makes me so sad to see things be like this. And mm-hmm. um, and that's why the show's called Better Together, because I do believe we're better together. Mm-hmm. So um, anyhow, thank you. And we will speak soon. Um, we shall. Have an amazing day. <laughs> you too. Thank you. I mean that. Ooh. Wow. I'm glad you started crying before I did. <laughs> that just knocked me so hard. Oof. Well, it's kind of wild. I, I messaged Jeff like right when he first started, and I was just like, oh, I feel like he's supposed to be on here. Oh, yeah, for and sure. That, like, there was he. For sure. It was just. Whoo! Yeah. All right. Well, guys, that's our show. I'm just going to end it right there. Bishop Omar is everything. Um, If you want to find out more about him, you can go to his website, www.standtogether.org. Thank you, as always, for joining us. You can follow him at Bishop O. Jawar. We'll put that in the summary. At Jeffrey Crane Graham. At Kels Meyer, too. At Better Together with Maria. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.